This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by Bosbole.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Good morning, I'm Roshan Kanesan and welcome to Open for Business. Caro was founded back in 2016 and has raised over $1 billion in debt and equity to fund ambitions to build at the largest online used car marketplace in Asia. Founded in Singapore, Caro joined the Unicorn Club back in 2021 after completing a near $500 million round led by SoftBank and is backed by other notable investors including Tamasic and GIC. Caro is present across the region including Malaysia and more recently, Japan and Taiwan as well. And as part of their journey, Caro hasn't been afraid to splash the cash to expand when needed. Back in 2019, Caro invested $30 million US dollars into Malaysian car bidding platform Maituka and more recently announced its strategic investment in Driven Communications, which runs a portfolio of websites including paultan.org. Having recently announced a historical best of $11 million US dollars in EBITDA for the first quarter of the financial year 2024, we speak to Caro's chief financial officer Officer Ernest Chu about the balance between driving growth while balancing profitability, the role of MyTuka and driven communications in its long-term plans, as well as the path to IPO. Ernest, welcome to the show. Thank you. A big, uh, big pleasure. Ernest, Caro's platform allows consumers and wholesale businesses to buy and sell used vehicles and also offers insurance and financing. As it stands today, give us a snapshot of Caro's main businesses and presence across the region. I'll start off by saying um, we are very customer-centric. So everything we do, our business model evolves around um, the customer purchasing journey, the, cu- the customer ownership uh, journey, and the customer usership journey. What that means, for example, if you were to buy a car, you would need financing, you would need insurance. At some point down the road, you need maintenance of the car. We would like to be there across that entire journey. Um, the used car marketplace, I would say, is fraught with a lot of industry pain points. Uh, and every part of that journey, our job is to make sure the customers have a delightful journey. For example, in the past, people contemplating buying used cars, they find it an incredibly difficult journey. They have you, you have stories where people deliberately cheat them, uh, sell them lemon cars. Today, our job is to make sure the cars that you would buy from us, we ensure these cars meet our own brand promise. We ensure that you would be satisfied. In fact, I would like to keep you as a customer. I would want to do your business. I want you to come back to us, service your cars with us. Year after year, I would like you to continue to uh, do insurance through us. These are the things that you would anyway, as a car owner, be doing and we want to be there for you. Uh, and currently, uh, your presence in the region? We are in six countries now. Um, we started out in Singapore. Uh, we are in Indonesia. We are, of course, in Malaysia, Thailand. Uh, we just started out in Japan. Uh, we have a small outfit also in Taiwan. And we're exploring one or two other countries uh, as we see the future markets for our own growth. Ernest, you were with HSBC for 14 years uh, before joining Caro in 2020, and you joined them as their CFO. Um, why did you make the move from the world of investment banking into the startup world? 
I, I think um, HSBC has been a wonderful place. Um, the bank has uh, provided a lot of opportunities for us. I've, I, I've been frankly quite lucky. I've been in uh, London, Hong Kong, New York. Um, I've, I've cut the ropes uh, across capital raising M&A partnerships and, and mostly from an advisory standpoint. Now, taking that across to the other side and leveraging on what I've learned um, I felt was uh, an area where it would bring me immense um, satisfaction to be part of building something. And and in Caro, I felt, and I've seen a, a, a company in the past, they've done that. Um, and I've always wanted to see how a company like Caro can do this well in Southeast Asia. And I would like to be central to its development. Did you have any, you know, did you have any dealings or any relationship with Cara before? Did you like watch them and then be like, okay, now is the time, I, I, it's the right time for me to join them? Not really, but by chance we had a mutual friend uh, and by chance um, the company was looking for a CFO and it was the right time. I was also in the right mindset where I felt I need to do something and that's why. Ernest, while you may not be able to tell us about the early days of starting Caro, you were there in a very key milestone, which was the Series C round that was raised in mid-2021, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that helped Caro hit unicorn valuation. So take us back to mid-2021 and tell us a bit about the process and the journey to secure that almost, uh, that close to $500 million in funding. Yeah, I, I think as a starting point, uh, to be clear, the business is doing well. Um, if the business is doing well, it naturally attracts a certain portfolio investors, uh, not because we go out and pitch to them, it's because these people, they've observed our growth. And, and when I first joined, credit to the team, they've done a lot of things well. Um, what I've been doing is helping to refine some of the strategy, helping to refine some of the approaches here and there. And as we, as we, as we continue to grow uh, very nicely during COVID, and in fact, COVID, uh, we've been a beneficiary of COVID. Um, if you think about people who wants to buy cars uh, in the past, you would never thought of buying it online. Uh, COVID made that experience come true for a lot of folks. And, and, during COVID, it's where uh, this whole theory uh, about buying cars online, that came to fruition. People try it, people like it, and we inject a lot of customer experience uh, throughout those purchasing journey. We, make it, we made it super simple for people to think about buying cars online. We inject a lot of trust, a lot of peace of mind, a lot of transparency in that process. It's easier said than done. There's a lot of things that has gone into it. Coming back to fundraising, it's simply because we've done all these things. We've done um, a lot of AI-enabled uh, approach. A lot of things that we do are very data-driven. It's these building blocks that first allow the business to do well. The next phase of it is as people that we know, we interact with, they've seen how we've grown. They are the ones who came to us and said, actually, Caro, we'd like to invest. And we didn't even go out too widely. Um, I think it's amongst uh, a circle of very 
small group of very uh, blue chip investors who came to us and um, we got a small round done. Um, and following that, we got another very small round done with very, very uh, strong investor base. Uh, and as, you, as you've mentioned um, as well, we've raised nearly $500 million in 2021. Yeah, because it was initially just a $360 million round, which later with add-ons came up to nearly $500 million. So that was, I think, led by SoftBank's uh, Vision Fund at that point. Uh, and the uh, reports uh, indicate that other notable investors include, like, included Tamaslik and GIC as well. Uh, we've, Ernest, we've got more to get into, but we've got to go into a few messages. So don't go anywhere just yet. I've been speaking with Ernest Chu. He's the Chief Financial Officer of Singaporean Unicorn Caro, an online all-in-one automotive marketplace. I'm Roshan Kandesan. You're listening to Open for Business. Keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Business, finance and more. BFM 89.9. Open for Business is powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Hey folks, welcome back to Open for Business. I'm Roshan Kandesan and this morning I've been speaking with Ernest Chu. He's the Chief Financial Officer of Singaporean Unicorn Caro, an online all-in-one automotive marketplace. Um, Ernest, Caro has been busy uh, since 2019. Uh, it's acquired or invested in four companies that includes Maituka and Driven Communications here in Malaysia and Indonesian-based MPM Rent and Jualo. Um, could you give us a sense of how these different acquisitions and investments play into Caro's growth strategy? Maybe let's start with Maituka. Uh, maybe as a starting point as well, um, the way we look at M&As, they are meant to be complementary mm. uh, to our organic growth. Organic growth is the most important thing for us. Some of these, I would call, consider tuck-ins, help accelerate some of what we want to do across the ecosystem. Um, we talked about marketplace, we talked about financing, we talked about insurance, we have mobility, and we have after-sales. Anything around that ecosystem that accelerates our journey uh, and, and and capability into those areas. This is where we think maybe we can invest and grow it. So Maituka is a good example of that. Um, back then, Malaysia is a white space for us. Uh, we are aligned in terms of vision. We want to build a very transparent marketplace. Uh, so the founders, uh, my CEO, very aligned in terms of vision. We took an initial stake and then we grew it to where it is today. I like to think that it's a combination of what we have given to Maituka. So that includes the tech capabilities, the whole uh, AI data-driven approach, the uh, some of this, the management, uh, capable, management resources as well to Maituka. In return, Maituka, the management team, um, has been very good with the entire Malaysia uh, dealership, the automotive landscape, and frankly, has is very, very sensitive to the industry needs, the consumer needs, and that marriage made it happen. Uh, of course, capital is a uh, was one of the enabler, but with capital alone, uh, it would not have happened. So, long story short, I think Maituka has been an incredibly successful investment for us, and. The few other investments we've, we've done across the region, 
that is the same approach. We looked at the business, whether it complements our ecosystem. So NPM Rand is another example of that. Um, it's not because we needed this business. The way to look at NPM Rand is a, it's a mobility business. Um, it's got 15,000 fleet. And these fleet will retire at some point. The quality of cars at NPM Rand are very good. Uh, they are very well taken care of. And when they come off the fleet, these are cars that naturally flow into our flywheel. We would sell these cars. And as we sell these cars, we cross-sell more and more services, cross-sell more and more things. Um, and that's our flywheel. It also feels a little bit like a supply channel, a supply channel it is. acquisition. It is, indeed. Because NPM Brand, I assume, takes care of their cars as well. So you, okay, we trust this person to maintain the cars. We take care of the cars once they're retired. We sell them on. They may need to buy new cars. Absolutely. Absolutely right. So it's, I would also say it's an extension of our financing business. Mm. Why some people, the end customers, they can finance. Uh, they choose to own these cars and we provide them financing. There's a whole bunch of corporates who want these uh, cars, uh, either for their senior executives or for their operations, but they don't want the hassle of actually owning the car. They don't want to be managing the drivers. We finance those fleet. We provide the drivers, hence the mobility solution for them. And they are multi-year contracts uh, to B2B, very high quality B2B clients. Um, and as... Uh, the the contract uh, gets terminated or renewed, we will then recycle those cars. In a way, we are recycling the capital effectively. Now, what can you tell us about the, because this caused quite a bit of notability when it happened, uh, the strategic investment into driven communications mm. a few months back. Um, what can you tell us about the rationale behind this investment and the future of both driven communications and its uh, its uh, its websites, as well as how it plays into your strategy. Yeah. So, Paul Tan, um, I think, is a very well-loved website. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a website that has been around for a good 15 years. Uh, that's one of the portfolio companies within Driven. Um, and when MyTuka launched its retail uh, business, um, they worked very closely with the Driven communication folks. And... It was very clear the value proposition that Driven Communication has given. Uh, it was fantastically executed, mostly online uh, customer acquisition, brand exposure, and it was a team that we felt very, very comfortable with. Um, and and during that time, they it was COVID, um, and frankly, uh, they whilst they like to grow, they felt. Uh, that uh, with a bit of financial support, uh, with a bit of uh, group support here and there, with some resources uh, from someone like us, they could do a lot more. So for us, on one hand, uh, we've, we've developed a fantastic working relationship with them. We felt that they can do a lot more. On the other hand, uh, we wanted to empower them to do more. Uh, we see that uh, they have a lot of things they can do uh, they are only in Malaysia today. We want to help them grow outside Malaysia. Uh, but at the same time, we value that independence. We are not there to dictate exactly what they should say, what they shouldn't say, 
they have full, complete editorial uh, independence. In fact, we kept the entire senior management team. Uh, none of us are directors in the company. They do what's best. They tell us how we can help them grow their business. So how does the what's the contribution back to Caro then? Mm. You're going to help them grow. Uh, is it basically this is a future profit situation or do you see other value coming out from driven communication? I, I like to um, contrast this to billboards. So if we spend that much on billboards, let's say at the major highways, um, the amount of money we could have transferred to a digital billboard uh, where the visits to a website like Portan is very clear. Someone wants to buy a car or someone wants to sell a car or frankly, they are a car owner. Any part of that, they are our potential customer. How do we convert that traffic? How can we uh, create that brand recall on that website in a similar fashion and I think even better than people who are just driving by the highway mm. and we pay for that billboard. That billboard that appears on Paul Tan, for example, I think adds a lot more value to us. And to be clear as well, uh, despite our strategic investment, we told them we would pay arm's length rate cut. We are not going to do this for free and we have not asked them to, to do it for free. They have a profit target that they need to meet. We are there to help them become better. Ernest, we've got more to get into, including the, the strategic partnership with Jardin Cycle and Carriage, which uh, happened earlier this year. So we're going to get into that after the 10.30am news bulletin. Folks, I've been speaking with Ernest Chu. He's the Chief Financial Officer of Caro, an online all-in-one automotive marketplace. I'm Roshan Kunison. You're listening to Open for Business. So keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBolle.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Being first matters. BFM 89.9 Open for Business is powered by BossBolle.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Hey folks, welcome back to Open for Business. I'm Roshan Kanison and this morning I'm speaking with Ernest Chu, the CFO, Singaporean unicorn, Caro, and online all-in-one automotive marketplace. Um, Ernest, we spent quite a bit of time talking about the other companies in the portfolio, including NPM Rand, Driven Communications, and of course, my Tuka. Um, something that developed earlier this year was your strategic partnership that happened in June, where Caro announced a $60 million strategic partnership with Jardin Cycle and Carriage. There's a lot going on in this deal, including knowledge sharing, but also board seats and equity stakes as well. Um, take us through some of the key elements of this partnership and how it fits into Caro's growth strategy. Mm-hmm. Um. Jardins is a huge conglomerate with a long, long history. Um, they've been in the automotive industry for decades. Uh, frankly, like some of our partners, they are one of the best partners to work with in this part of the world. And, and we are very, very open to partnerships. We, we love partnerships. And when Jardins came to us and they said they wanted to invest in us, uh, we were more than delighted. Uh, not just uh, for the capital or contribution from their side, but simply first a huge validation of our business model, part one. Part two, the ability to partner with someone like Jardines 
uh, across the region adds a lot of value that you can't measure with dollar and cents. The, the, that long-term partnerships, the long-term value creation that both of us can uh, create together in the used car automotive ecosystem is just simply amazing. An example of a very concrete um, partnership is in Malaysia and in Indonesia, we are committed to uh, grow um, the supply trade-ins uh, together. Uh, we are committed to work together on on after sales. This is an area that they told us, hey, we are very good at this. Uh, we know how to do this. We've run this uh, very, very well. Uh, Caro, uh, we like what you built, but in fact, we can do better in after sales. And we said, well, actually, this is great because um, what Jardines bring to us, at least on the after sales side of things, uh, is value adding across our entire region. Uh, there'll be a board seat uh, I think uh, Jardin will have one board seat on Caro. Caro will have a board seat on one of their subsidiaries called Republic Auto and a bit of an equity uh, stake taken in Caro and vice versa in Republic Auto. Uh, but Ernest, is this deal perhaps the precursor to a larger deal with Jardin or say the acquisition uh, of, Jane's, uh, of Jardin's uh, used car dealer, for example? Well, uh, in short, I, I like to do more with Jardin's. Um, I guess it's a question of what Jardines want to do with us. Uh, so we'll wait and see how that plays out. Yes. Um, Caro recently announced 11 million USD in EBITDA profit for the first quarter of financial year 2024. For comparison, Caro achieved $4 million in EBITDA for the entire financial year ending March 2023. Ernest, was this improved profitability due to pressure from the higher interest rate regime and the subsequent focus on profitability by investors, or was this always part of the roadmap? Hmm. One of the key pillars uh, in our business is to ensure that we are sustainable. I think that drives a lot of our thinking around the business model, around the ecosystem, frankly. And like any business, we could tech-enable any part of the business, we can tech-enable any industry, but the heart of it, it must also be profitable doesn't have to be grossly profitable, and this is not where we are. We just need to be sustainable for the long run. So it's always been, um, it's always been ingrained into the way we think. And last year, in fact, was the third year that we are EBITDA positive. Our best uh, EBITDA on record. Um, but what I'll say, last quarter was simply uh, mind-blowing as well from a profitability standpoint. So there's a lot of discipline that has gone into the way we think about our business. The profits, the EBITDA positive, uh, it's, it's designed somewhat that way, but we could not have done it without that kind of discipline. We do not exist to grow revenue at all expense. Mm. We just cannot grow that kind of business. It's just not in our DNA, for instance, to subsidize growth. Uh, and it's very easy to do this in our industry. You buy a car for 10000 and sell it for 9000 Very e easy business to grow. The more you sell, the more you lose. Of course, the consumer will win. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the question is, will we survive? So when we think about our business, when we sell you this car, I make little bit of margins, not a lot, enough that you have a happy customer, 
as I said, we try to capture value across that ownership lifecycle, deliver value to the end customer, and they're happy to pay for it, and they stick around in our ecosystem. That generates a longer-term customer lifetime value. What levers did Caro have to pull to see this very much improved profitability in this first quarter? I think uh, this was uh, something that we we thought about very hard and implemented slightly over 12 months ago. Uh, it was a very deliberate exercise to look at unit economics. Mm. It was a very uh, deliberate exercise to look at uh, productivity um, and where we spend OPEX. Uh, I think we are ahead of the pack when we started thinking about this. And, and again, I like to think that we are very, very sensitive to uh, how the investor community things, uh, and in fact, we, are, we were a little bit ahead of um, the market in that sense. Mm. Uh, we went through that period and we said, actually, we don't need this, we don't need to spend on that, we need to make certain margins here, and we ensure our business heads uh, very strictly uh, follow the margin targets. And the other thing, we accelerated the growth of our ancillaries. Um, and it was by no surprise and, um, that in our last uh, quarter, nearly 60% of our gross profit comes from ancillaries. And, and most of these ancillaries are mostly recurring. Mm. Which were the driving ancillaries? We have financing, we have mobility. Uh, after sales has grown a lot as well. Uh, insurance has grown. Um, so all these has contributed uh, to overall growth of the ancillaries. Was there one that's, one that's ahead of the others or are they roughly around the same? They are quite balanced. Mm. They are quite balanced. In fact, I would uh, go to the extent of looking at, if, I, if, I, if we look at our GP breakdown, uh, roughly just below 50% is marketplace. Uh, we've got roughly just below 25% is financing, around 25% mobility. We've got insurance. We've got after sales. The insurance and after sales side of things is where they are the area where we would like to grow more mm. this year. Uh, the partnership with Jardines, for example, that should accelerate a lot of our after sales effort. The uh, partnership with Jong Antak and MSIG, they've invested two rounds now. Uh, that should accelerate also our insurance growth. And I'm not talking about just when we sell this car, we attach the insurance. It's about how do we ensure customers renew their premium also with us. And it's because we have so much data around when our customers will uh, likely renew their insurance. We make it super simple for them to just renew online. Yeah, I recently used the digital way to renew my insurance and it was really easy. I can see myself doing that again. Uh, full disclosure, it was not on a Caro platform, uh, <laughs> but neither was it on your competitors as well. It was one of the e-wallets. Um, very quickly, before we go into a few messages, Ernest, um, could you discuss the expected margins in the longer term uh, for Caro and outline the path to achieving overall profitability? Mm. I think uh, GPM... Long term, we would like to get to um, more than 15%. Mm. Um, last quarter, we are already above 13.5%. Um, on an EBITDA margin basis, uh, we like to get to closer to 10%. Uh, 
Um, last quarter, we are already north of 6% EBITDA margin. Um, the other surprise uh, last quarter was uh, we were adjusted profit after tax positive as well. It was a nice surprise uh, because I expected this to be slightly further down the next couple of quarters. Nonetheless, uh, we are where we are. And the point I wanted to say here is we are not even trying to tell people that we are we have a path to becoming profitable. We are already profitable. Um, and this is important because um, to have a financial discipline uh, around how we think about our financials, it cuts two ways. First, uh, investors uh, will have a lot more confidence when they invest in us in the future. It prepares us very well uh, to becoming listed. Part two, mm-hmm. we have uh, bank lenders and bank lenders are naturally very conservative institutions. Bottom line, they want to see profits. They want to ensure that we will be able to repay our debt. So maintaining that financial discipline, ensuring we have strong financials are very important in whatever we do. Up next, we will get into the timeline to your IPO, or at least the signals that you're watching out for. Folks, I've been speaking with Ernest Chu, the CFO of Singaporean Unicorn Caro, an online all-in-one automotive marketplace. I'm Roshan Kennison. You're listening to Open for Business. Keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Busy Finding Money, BFM 89.9. Open for Business is powered by BossBolle.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Hey folks, welcome back to Open for Business. I'm Roshan Gunnison and this morning I've been speaking with Ernest Chu, the Chief Financial Officer of Singaporean Unicorn, Caro. Um, Ernest, earlier we talked about the margins quite a bit, some of the expectations, I think longer term, the overall expectations for gross profit margins to be around the 15% mark. That seems to be the aim. Uh, we haven't really talked about revenue so much, so uh, maybe we can get some context there. Revenue for the full year, 2023 financial year, exceeded 800 million US dollars on the back of 1.5 billion in gross merchandise value sold. What are the expectations for financial year 2024, which if I'm not mistaken, will be ending in March 2024? That is correct. Um, we have a very unique uh, problem. Let's just say. <laughs> um, so, uh, two, two, one and a half years ago, we were uh, we were nominated. I think uh, was uh, if I if I correct um, to be the fastest growing firm in Asia, uh, not by ourselves. Uh, it's by FT and Statistica, uh, in partnership also with Nikkei. So we were the fastest growing in Asia Pacific. That's part one. Part two, um, some of our investors then come back to us and say, hey, Caro, you can't be growing 150% Kager year on year for the next couple of years. You've done that very well in the last couple of years. Um, and the more you grow, uh, the higher the expectation for you to meet mm. those growth levels. And, and, and then I come to my third point. As we think about uh, becoming publicly listed ourselves, uh, fellow bankers and investors tell us, and they say, you know what, Caro, there's no premium, uh, there's no valuation premium uh, if you grow beyond 30%. So we've taken some of these on board um, and 
the other thing the investors and the banking community are telling us, if you grow good enough, uh, that's good. More important, you need to show profits. So that's profitability is, is the cool thing now. It is the new cool thing. Um, but for us, it's never been new. Mm. It's always been in our DNA. We want to be profitable, full stop. It's not because suddenly the investor community said, you have to be profitable. We try and turn around the ship 360 and focus on profits. No, we've always been focused on profits. And that is why that journey to become profitable is not so difficult for us. Um, now, coming back to your question on revenue growth expectations, I think the next couple of years, we are going to uh, steer the company towards a more moderate growth of 25 to 40% CAGR for the next couple of years. And the feedback from people, this is very good. Um, the earnings growth, however, is uh, fantastic. Um, as you alluded to, um, our first quarter is already 3x last year's entire year EBITDA. This year, we are thinking of at least 10 to 12x EBITDA. Mm. The question is then how many x EBITDA we can grow the next year, the year after. So we also need to then think of how do we pace EBITDA? How do we pace earnings? At the end of the day, every year we need to show something. When we report a report card, what else have we achieved? Next year, uh, we need to show better EBITDA. We need to show better profit. Uh, the year after, same story. We need to continue to grow in that fashion. Um, so what we also decided, maybe an extension to question, is uh, what do we do to seed market expansion? Mm. So we strategically said today we have a little bit too much EBITDA. It's a good problem, but how about we reinvest that EBITDA, that earnings, into new markets? Those ramp-up costs, we can uh, take it on this year, but that would translate to more growth in the coming years. That would translate to more profits in the coming years, rather than saying, today, I'm going to earn as much, and that's it. Stay comfortable in our markets. And then that would come at the expense of future growth. So you're looking at um, more sustainably managing the financials over the next few years. Uh, and a lot of this seems to be in preparation for IPO, right? Being ready for that, which is uh, actually something you were quoted in uh, Tech in Asia earlier this year, saying that Caro is IPO ready. And essentially, it's coming down to market conditions. Yep. Um, Caro, Caro could go public in the next 12 to 18 months, uh, depending on the market conditions. So given how much this plays into your area of expertise, um, what signals are you watching to determine uh, when Caro will pull the IPO trigger? Yeah, I, I think it's down to a couple of things. Um, people uh, say it's the, the, the market condition. I, I would say that is important, but that's only one part of it. Hmm. So in, in my mind, there are a couple of things, and this stems from experience. First, market conditions. The valuation environment has to be right. The investor appetite has to be right and aligned. Today, you've got an investor community who are far too conservative. They have a lot of dry powder and they know uh, 
how to smell, uh, <laughs> let's say, a company in trouble. And, and they try to be opportunistic. They try to strike a good deal. They need to do what they need to do. But that is not where we, that is not the environment we want to list into. Um, we need an environment where the investors are super supportive of uh, companies like us. Uh, they invest and deploy and they wait long term rather than try to be opportunistic and um, um, do deals where long term is not good for the company. That's part one, market condition. Part two, the industry itself must be doing well. So, for example, um, if the used car market continues to do well, if uh, the financing environment, the financing industry continues to do well, the insurance industry continues to do well, the after sales, all these uh, industry uh, uh, fundamentals continue to do well, then people like the industry. The investors like the industry. Now, the part three, that is down to our business fundamentals. It needs to be firing all cylinders. All our businesses need to be firing uh, as these first market condition, the industry condition are doing well. All three must be doing well. Then I think we have a very good recipe for a very, very successful IPO. And I think it's very possible for us uh, because I think uh, we are one of very few Southeast Asian tech startups who are profitable. We have uh, a number of startups who are frankly trying to find uh, a path to becoming profitable. We are already profitable, as I said. How do we grow and continue to be profitable, continue to be firing all cylinders, continue to project an outlook that the investors like? That is key. In the meantime, Ernest, are you going to be raising more funds for growth or are you happy where you are today? We are always fundraising. <laughs> <laughs> but, but in honest truth, um, a lot of investors come and talk to us. Uh, we talk to, to, to a lot of investors. Sometimes um, we take an opportunistic approach. Uh, for instance, um, when, when Jardines came to us and they said they wanted to uh, form a strategic partnership, we welcomed that. It wasn't that we wanted to fundraise or we wanted a strategic partnership. That was the right time. That was the right window. Now, uh, will we look to fundraise another round? The answer is probably yes. Um, not because we really needed the capital, uh, but I would say part one, abundance of prudency. We don't know how long this market weak market condition will last for. Mm -hmm. uh, I was told that this two year of IPO drought has been one of the longest um, in history. Now, how long that would last, we don't know. We don't know when the Feds will stop raising interest rates. For as long as interest rates uh, remain high, I think the market would continue to be quite volatile. Part two, we need to expand. Uh, and as we expand, we would need more working capital. And to be very clear, we almost never use uh, fund to fund OPEX. We, we just cannot tolerate burn. That's just in our DNA. So a lot of the equity or debt that we fundraise uh, goes into working capital, into assets that will generate even more revenue and income for us. Uh, that's very important. So... 
uh, we will probably fundraise a small amount. Um, and then the third thing I, I'll say as well, every time we fundraise, we bring in very strong investors. We bring in investors that would help us in our cap table. And the next stage as we think about fundraise, who is the next, call it group of investors, who will add value from this point onwards? We like strategics. We also like uh, funds or investors who have, let's say, very strong US capital markets experience. Uh, how can we learn from these people? How can we uh, even have synergies with, let's say, their portfolio companies or their subsidiaries or whatnot? Ernest, on that note, I think uh, we've covered quite a fair bit today. So I'd like to thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Folks, I've been speaking with Ernest Chu, Chief Financial Officer of Singaporean Unicorn, Caro, an online all-in-one automotive marketplace. I'm Roshan Kanesan. You've been listening to Open for Business. Keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. Are you open for business? Register your company with BossBalay.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. For more stories of the same kind, Download the VFM app.